0: Welcome to Perfect Guard Podcast. I'm your co-host, Cole, and from Drive Check and I'm, uh, what's the word, here with Andy.
1: That is the word. Right? <laughs> Did you do that right? I, I think so. It's on par.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's a train wreck like usual.
1: Welcome to episode nine.
0: Episode yeah. nine. Uh, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so, <laughs> this
1: episode's gonna be a little different. There's a couple reasons for that, and we'll get into that as we, I guess, dig into what we're going to talk about. Um, So it's not going to be formulated. We're not going to do... There's no Hot or Not, because there's no new cards, really, to speak of. I mean, we got, like, the fodder from Set 3, but eh. Um, There's no Mm -hmm. Tournament Report, uh, because we have not been playing Vanguard, at least not in-person Vanguard, at the local Mm -hmm. level. There's no Meta Breakdown. Because we are awaiting set three, uh, lyrical is what it is for now, that's fine. Uh, what else do we usually do? Uh, a listener-submitted question?
0: But there is a listener-submitted question. There is question a listener-submitted
1: question. I've been told just now that we have one, so that's cool. We have one, yeah. So what we're going to do is, uh, the first thing I want to talk about today is there were some rules changes to standard formats for Vanguard, right?
0: Yes yeah, yeah. So
1: amidst uh, a, re- a a huge amount of Vanguard Zero news in the past week, which is cool for Zero players, I don't care about Zero, but it's super cool for people that do. I know we've got some big fans mm-hmm. of Zero. I tried to play it. I I can't play games on my phone. I fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know why. I just before I know it, I like I'm playing and then I wake up and my my Netflix is asking me if I'm still there, and I've lost my game due to timeout. So. <laughs> instead of talking about zero stuff, because this isn't a zero podcast, we're going to talk about the new trigger restriction for overdress what? format D standard, which I think is just testing the waters to put this into other formats, I hope.
0: I hope. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know if they want to put it in others.
1: I think they should. I think this is just a fine blanket rule.
0: Why do you think that?
1: Well, let's tell people what it is first. Um, so okay, you—this yeah. is only for standard. You may only have up to eight critical draw and or front triggers in your deck, up to eight of each, not eight in total. So, obviously, because you still need sixteen triggers in your deck, because that's a rule of deck building.
2: So you can't <laughs> play twelve crits. Correct. Oh no, my twelve crit. Greed on
1: deck I, I don't know Um, I think this is sweet I think this kind of The only thing this really affects In my opinion is Lyrical Monasterio. Mm-hmm. For everything else It's just status quo This might as well have not even been a it, It's This is how you've been playing D the whole time So shut up And keep playing that way You know what I mean Yep. Um, yep. I was the only lunatic playing Like 11 fronts And now I can't do that anymore but that's fine. I I should be playing crits anyway because they're better. But Morphis, mm, uh, yeah. I Papa likes his his, uh, his fronts. But that that can't happen anymore, and that's that's okay because I don't want to play against twelve crit decks. So we've mm-hmm. seen in Japan almost every lyrical build in some fashion has a version playing eleven crits.
0: Yep, and it's eleven because you got to make space for the perfect or not the perfect. Or the over trigger. -trigger. You got
1: to make space for perfect guards too, but that's that's different. Um,
0: (laughs) yeah, I feel like I feel like at the at least at the beginning of like V, we didn't really. Well, first off, it took them so long before we even got the option to play twelve crits, let alone. It wasn't uh, until the very end, really. Sixteen. Yeah. Um. It was. Uh. We got. I think it was like year two. We got the third crit, and then the the tail end, uh, the the G era revival support or whatever. So we got the <clears> crit <the> sentinels, <throat> and that made it sixteen, which decks like Gabriel could run. Yeah, and Asha as well. Which is why I think um,
1: this should just, if you implement this trigger, lineup restriction thing, and include stand triggers, and you put that in premium, and you put it in in V format. Then like decks people are currently complaining about don't need to be hit with anything. Like with the, the oh, ban lists, yeah. right? So yeah. Blade Master, fixed, Astro Poets, fixed, uh, uh Gavrail, fixed, uh, Luard, kind of fixed. Um mm-hmm. but it does a lot by restricting if you restrict stands, it helps those formats. And then you mm-hmm. don't have to outright ban... Or choice restrict cards. That's why I think we should have it in older formats.
0: I would I would agree. Um, I do think the only caveat would be like stand trigger wise would be Taro, because Taro in Genesis is just a really is too good of a stand. But sure, that's the only like res- trigger restriction I can think sure. of that I would. want. Well, that's a one off like, that saves like four other decks from
1: mm-hmm. getting choice restrictions. Or just yeah. outright bans, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. No, that's a really good idea, and I think I think eventually it probably would move. Although I'm, I'm wondering if because Tuesday we'll get the premium uh, ban list, which is a really hot topic in the Vanguard community right now. So yeah. Before
1: you go forward, I do want to say too, it's not necessarily a ban list or just a ban list. It is a it is rule changes. Yeah. So
0: you know for for premium premium, or for for premium. Is it a rule change? It's rule
1: change to premium. So that that Mm. a rule change like a ban list they've referred to ban list updates as rule changes before. Yeah. But they've not referred like a a solid rule change isn't a ban list update like how this trigger thing, the trigger restriction mm-hmm. is working. So we could see yeah. this happen in premium also on Tuesday.
0: Very possible. Or we
1: could just see uh, like a bunch of people get the axe, which is fine.
0: I think I think honestly a bunch of people will get the axe first cool and me. then and then they'll probably implement that trigger thing. Because you're right, the trigger thing solves a lot of a lot of problems and because there's like no new stand triggers coming out then you don't have to worry about other more complicated ones. anyway so uh for standards the uh the rules come in uh the trigger restriction comes into play actually yesterday so moving forward as of today as of yesterday i guess you can only have eight of those triggers in your deck which is really interesting it's a, it's a nice, clever way of of controlling that atmosphere.
1: That's it. I think I don't know anybody that's legitimately upset about this.
0: Um, anyone who plays Gabriel or the the sixteen, uh, all all of one triggered deck, well, I, be I sta- upset, but those players. are losers. So, DC, oh, D- standard players? players. I think I think people the the most part about that is people think that it's restrictive on deck building
1: no it it makes uh it makes you all right i'm not gonna rant it makes you a better deck builder
0: (laughs) okay could you elaborate
1: i can elaborate in a very common collected way (laughs) when you go online and you see every every deck has 16 or, or 12 11 whatever a bunch of yellow symbols And you're just like, oh, okay, so I can, like, you know, monkey brain, shove this in my deck, and then just flip crits over and unga bunga win with my vanguard. That's not good deck building. That doesn't make you a better player. What actually is good deck building, and what I think makes you a better player, is weighing your options over fronts for shield, draws for card advantage, fronts for front row pressure, draw for, uh, I'll say, aggression, Or board control, Mm -hmm. because cards equate to resource in this game. So by saying, Well, you can't you can't have all your yellow symbols. Like you can't have all these crits in your deck. The player has to use their brain, which is something Vanguard players probably aren't used to yet. I know it's scary guys, but if you stick with us, (laughs) we'll help you. Um and you have to think about you have to weigh your trigger options. And yeah, people are still just gonna copy deck lists offline, and there's no shame in that, especially at a competitive level, so a deck does well, you just copy it, whatever, fine. But at least the player that put the deck online has to think about it and weigh their options a little bit as opposed to just going, well, I'm a Vanguard-based deck, I get extra drive checks, or my rear guard gets drive checks, or I'm re-standing, so why wouldn't I want extra crits in my deck? Mm-hmm. So I I do not think it is restrictive. It feels... It feels restrictive, restrictive because the the word restriction is used, and mm-hmm. you know they're taking away your ability to pick what triggers you want, but not really. If like, just you know, shove on with it. Like it's fine. It, this is the way it's been. So you're gonna, you'll you'll have to get rid of your one of your sets of SP triggers uh, of crit triggers and replace them with the new ones. So sorry. <sighs>
0: But hey, at least there's Troikaia, though, so it'll be cheap. Hey-o. Hey! Uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So, do you think the same could be said, like, if they mandated uh mandatory rainbow triggers, so, like, four of each, or up to four of each, do you think that we would have the same conversation, or would that be, like, two three?
1: No, I think mandator- mandatory rainbow triggers is uh is yeah that's too restrictive, and that takes part of the deck building fun out of it because your your trigger lineup is set now, if it's mandatory just to just to have a what if if it's mandatory rainbow triggers, but we have like three different draw triggers all with a different effect, three different crit triggers all with a different effect, and so on and so forth, then mm-hmm. you get into deck building as long as we don't have one that's straight up better than the rest or whatever. Right. That's when I think it gets a little, you know, like if you have a a draw that's a PG, a crit that's a thirty k sentinel, and let's say a, a front that's a quintet wall or something, and they're all guardy, they're all sentinels rather. I think mm-hmm. then you get into kind of a well, what do I want? What's my deck want? Yada yada yada. Uh, and then you kind of can work like heal guardians into that sort of thing too. So I think. If we had more options and more diversity amongst the triggers, mandatory rainbow would be just fine. Yeah. But since we don't, I I like this up to eight rule. I I think that's perfectly acceptable.
0: I also like the fact that if they ever wanted to introduce uh, more effect triggers, they already kind of have like a a soft, I'm going to say limit, but I don't know if limits necessarily the word, Right. Um, <clears throat> and I had a better thought, but it has escaped me. Oh, <laughs>
1: well, that's unfortunate. Could it be because it's nine o'clock in the morning?
0: It could be. It could be. And I've only drinking half of my tea, so oh, the caffeine has not run it's through not me. Not
1: nearly yet. enough tea.
0: It's not. No, it's, it's a lavender uh, Earl Grey, so it's fancy.
1: This is a tea podcast now.
0: Too... You wanted it to be a gumbo podcast.
1: I. You asked me what we should talk about, and I said, (laughs) part of me was like, I don't even want to do an episode this week, but then you had a good idea for one, and then the other part of me said, why don't we do an episode about how to make the perfect gumbo, because it's not easy. You can't just throw anything in there.
0: Oh, God, it's not easy. The roux, man. Yeah,
1: it's real.
2: Cooking is science.
0: Dude, it's so much fun. Uh I think I think it's probably time to move on to like the real topic of the episode and why we haven't been playing a lot of Vanguard lately.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh we t- stalled for as long as we could, but Well, I mean that's how long um, are you
1: gonna talk about triggers being the same that they've been, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, right. You dude. got your ten minutes. Um
0: nothing really changes. Yeah,
1: it's just it's fine. I don't want to see people complaining about it. I'll I'll yell at you. Um Okay, so let's talk about and I want to preface this by saying we don't usually we have uh, like a loose script that we follow and an outline that we'll go mm-hmm. through so we kind of stay on track. Um, last week we didn't exactly have like a as solid of one, and this week we have none. So kind of bear with us because we just wanted to talk about burnout, not the sick uh, Xbox game from like ten years ago. Burnout with the cars. Paradise, yeah, not that. Uh, card game burnout, hobby burnout in general. Mm-hmm. Because it's a thing. And if you are like Cole and myself, you probably have more than one hobby. And if you're really like Cole and myself, you probably have more than three hobbies. And they're probably all <laughs> some sort of gaming related. And how do you deal with burnout in that? And when I say burnout, <coughs> excuse me, when I say burnout, I mean, the le- you're not having fun playing the game and we'll use vanguard as the example because i am experiencing a very unhealthy amount of vanguard burnout and we'll talk about mm-hmm. healthy versus unhealthy burnout so you're not having fun playing the game you're not interested in the game the new things about the game don't excite you you just don't want to play the game. You have a lack of interest in the game. Some people call it like, Oh, you fell out of love with the game or whatever. There's a million different things you could call it. Mm
0: -hmm. I call it burnout.
1: Usually these things are temporary. So I guess before we get into the why and and what it means to be burnt out and how you, how we kind of deal with that as players, because you don't like, you know, you're burnt out on something. You don't just sell all your collection because you're going to want to come back to your hobby at some point. That's, Right that's fine, Cole are you burnout on Vanguard?
0: Um, I was a little bit, but I don't know there's something in me lately just makes me wanna play again, but that's the th- the thing is I don't wanna play it as much as I wanna play the other games that I have, sure. so I'm not sure if that's necessarily burnout. It's just it's low priority. Vanguard just kind of dropped on my my priority list, I think right now. Okay. Um. But I still, I still want to play it lately. Yeah. Especially like my barrel Magnus deck. I've been really feeling that lately. Okay. But yeah. But uh, two weeks ago, I was severe burnout. Um. And so I sold a lot of my V decks because of it. Because I couldn't see myself playing V. Uh, in in the in the future. So I didn't see the point of having these stale cards basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my that's where I'm at right now.
1: So that brings me to something. Also, you said so you're not super necessarily burnt out on Vanguard, but other games are more of a priority for you. Mm-hmm. So, how many how many games do you play actively? How many active games with content being produced <laughs> for them currently? Do you play? Right All now, uh, you know uh, that you would consider a hobby. So, I mean, card games, uh, multiplayer online video games, tabletop games, mm-hmm. anything with a social aspect to it that you would consider a hobby.
0: So, there's uh, Flesh and Blood. There's Pokemon TCG right now. Uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, let me look at the stack of cards I have around my desk.
1: That's actually kind right. of okay. It. So, and you, and Vanguard, which you didn't, and which Vanguard didn't mention. too. Yeah,
0: um, I thought I thought we were talking about other. Uh, sure. Not, okay. Yeah,
1: fair Vanguard, fair but, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's three other large scale games that are time and money investment. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I'm in the same boat, right? F- A Flesh and Blood, yep. Marvel Crisis Protocol, Warhammer Age of Sigmar.
1: Um, You know, there's, and then I play uh, the Final Fantasy MMO also. I've been picking that back up recently. Mm-hmm. So when you have three or four or five kind of hobbies that you can use to chew up your time, you'll go through like a prior, like a priority system in your head of what you want to do. And some is just like, you can't play, you can't play card games all the time because sometimes it's one o'clock in the afternoon and everybody is at work right? Yep. Or you can't make it out to locals, or whatever it may be. So, that's when I play video games, usually, right? Like, I'll I'll mm-hmm. hop on my computer, play some Final Fantasy, uh, I, a new game came out for PS5 last week, so I picked that up, uh, Kenna, started playing that, that game's super fun, super cute, but it's like a free time sort of sync. Less of a time investment, yeah. more of a time sync. As opposed to active hobbying, deck building, card sorting, playing card games, or tabletop games, modeling, assembling, Mm -hmm. painting, and then those games take a lot more time to play also. Yes. So it's very easy when you see something like what's happening in Vanguard right now, where people are poo-pooing on set three, and you have all this discourse in, in Japan happening where the player base is or is not, like, angry at Bushi, that whole thing is farcical mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and we're not going to get super into it, but it, watch different fights video on what's happening with the Japanese player base, or, or watch Solemns. DF goes, like, super into it, Solemn kind of paraphrases it a lot. They're both good videos. So actually, yeah. watch them both. That's your homework for this week. Watch them watch both. both, form your own opinions. Don't just... And don't... I'm going gonna... I'm gonna... to... Put pause on this right now. Don't get your, like... Don't get your quote-unquote Vanguard news from Vanguardians. Like, that's, like, Uh. the equivalent of only getting your news from, like, Fox News or, like, your local news channel. (laughs) That's what it's like. It's, like, such a toxic cesspool of just nonsense. And it's such an echo chamber of people just, like... I don't know, like, it's just... I go on there and it's, like, everyone's just spewing flatulence at each other, it's it's awful. I have Vanguardians <laughs> muted. I I only use it for buy sell trade. It's like
0: all all I do is post the links to the Discord or not Discord, but uh the podcast and that's it. <laughs>
1: yeah. If you came to us through Vanguardians, thank you, we love you, but then you also understand what I'm saying. It's uh mm-hmm. it's it's bad. Don't get your quote unquote Vanguard news from there. I see mistranslated spoilers in there all the time. Uh, People don't get a chance to form opinions about cards, and the memes aren't spicy. They're not spicy. If you're posting Vanguardian's memes, I want you to take a long, hard look in the mirror. (laughs)
2: Because
1: they're not good memes, okay? Anyway, so when what's happening in Japan is what is happening, is or isn't happening right now, and then that's obviously translating to America because we're so behind... By the time set three even comes out, I don't know if I'll have the energy to be pissed off about it anymore, you know, Mm because we've got several months Mm -hmm. still. We don't even have Lyrical yet, and we're still not getting that for a a month. So when something like that happens, it's really easy to make your other hobbies a priority. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that I'm going to use Flesh and Blood as an example because it's something that resonates personally with myself and Cole. Flesh and Blood, for those that don't know, it's a... it's a TCG made by Legend Story Studios, which I believe is out of uh, New Zealand. Zealand? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was mm-hmm. somewhere in Oceania. So, New Zealand, thank you. And it's a super good game. It's been around for a while. It's kind of came out bef- right before the pandemic. Yeah. And the fact that I think it's it was what,
0: 2019, I
1: yeah, think. Yeah, the fact that it's still around and it's more popular now than ever it speaks a lot. Mm-hmm. It speaks volumes for the quality of the game. In my opinion,
0: it's such a clever, cle- very clever and very unique game.
1: Yeah, uh, their tagline is a new classic TCG, which
0: I think which they, hits the, they live up. To yeah, that. it
1: hits the nail on the head. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a two player TCG with you, you take the role of a hero. You have equipment. Uh, your deck is it's class based sort sort think like Dungeons and Dragons Final Fantasy something like that and then you
0: or honestly like Vanguard too or
1: yeah even Or Vanguard yeah cuz you're it's like a clan system almost and mm-hmm. you there's guarding from the hand you attack from the hand it's a very interactive game and yeah. it's great and it has blown up recently especially in our local area so mm-hmm. of course you know us being the people we are we'll play any card game two or three times, you know, to really get a feel for it. And they're, they're generally not all hitters. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, like we, we both tried Digimon. I think you enjoyed that a lot more than I did Cole. Uh,
0: I did. I did. And then I didn't like the community and then I didn't like how hard it was to to actually get products. So that pushed me. Yeah.
1: So that that's okay. So that's another thing we'll get into. Um, We both tried gate ruler, not a hitter for either of us. In the past, I know we've both tried Force of Will, not really a hitter mm-hmm. for either of us. So, like, as new TCGs come out or get revamped, let's say, well, we definitely try them. We'll try any TCG.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and then you get one like Flesh and Blood, and man, it it's it's heat. Like that game is just it's really good. I really this is not a Flesh and Blood podcast, but I really can't advocate for that game enough. Go to your locals, pick up a Blitz deck. Three new ones just came out. Try it. Have somebody there teach you. If you can't have someone there teach you, reach out to Cole or I, and we will teach you over Discord. There's tons Mm -hmm. of videos on YouTube on how to learn how to play it. The game, and this is coming from someone that used to grind competitive magic very consistently for a very long time. This game has it all. So, the reason I'm seeing the praises of this game is because when you have what's happening in Vanguard happening right now, and then you have a TCG, like, flesh and blood kind of blowing up in our local area and really all over the country. It's
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's very evil. We're going to pick it up naturally. We're going to try it. And we both absolutely fell in love with it. So it's very easy yeah. to say, you know, the, the I don't want to play with you anymore meme, right?
2: <laughs> and yeah. that's,
1: you know, it's it's a joke, but that's what it is. That's absolutely what's happening, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Vanguard made a lot of promises with D series and they've fallen extremely flat and they really needed to hit the ground running and it looked like they were going to do that with set 1. Like set 1, I'm going to call set 1 probably the best set of Vanguard cards as far mm-hmm. as open air accessibility, brand new slate. It's very easy to get into. It's Vanguard's an extremely simple game. To learn. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's, and then you had overdress, which they had they, they had to reprint Genesis of the Five Greats because it did it, so well. Mm-hmm. And then you had Set Two. Fine, it's a follow up set. They're introducing some new ride lines. I think it was a little soon to introduce new ride lines, in my opinion.
0: I I think yeah, most of us are of that opinion. And then
1: you have Set Three. More ride lines. Also, i mean, I'm just gonna whatever. Also bad. Right. Also bad ride lines comparatively mm-hmm. I, everybody loves comparatively, what they love yeah that's fine but i'm talking comparatively to the trial deck and set one ride lines uh eugene withstanding it's they're they're worse okay mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. <laughs> except flagberg really flagberg is better than everything else but the other two are much worse and, and the game is just it. it came out of the gates swinging swinging and then immediately tripped over itself. Whiffed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right?
0: Tripped over itself to first base. Yeah, they had
1: an easy uh, like an easy pitch coming over the over the plate and just just nailed it and then he forgot you forgot to tie your shoes, bushy Road. And yep. you, you know, and now you're eating dirt yep. and we're all like, "Well, now what are we supposed to do?" I had I had money bet on this game, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. We did. And people are <sighs> So anyway, what I'm the point I'm making, and I'm starting to ramble here, so I'm gonna stop myself. <laughs> it's it's really it's very easy to pick up another card game and say, okay, well this is not only the new hotness, but it's a high quality TCG with a very low ground floor, extremely easy. You know, locals should not be charging more than twelve dollars for these blitz decks. If they are, tell them that you'll buy it for twelve dollars, because that's highway robbery. Twelve dollars yep. for a blitz deck. And you could take that blitz deck to a tournament, to a blitz tournament, and I'm sure you could do just fine with it without any upgrades. And then you start
0: to upgrade. Yeah, you and I, you and I were playing. I was playing with a, a blitz deck, and you were playing with a full built viscera Yeah, right. And I, I was keeping yeah, up with you. Yeah. You still beat me, but like we but were going, like to the, to, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's like I, I had like a full, con- cool like work. I
1: had a constructed blitz deck, and Cole had a precon that he bought. And we played an actual game of Vanguard, and had 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 Cole had his upgrades for his Bolton deck. I would have lost, you mm-hmm. know, straight up. So,
0: and I didn't even need to put too much money into it; just need a couple key cards, and then I think I probably could have really. Yeah, you take kept you take
1: up. that Blitz deck. You find a hero you like. You devote. Whatever money you're gonna use to buy f- set three singles, well, actually, that's probably gonna be like a nickel at this point. But you take <laughs> you take twenty five dollars, and you can upgrade that blitz deck and make it a com- a competitively viable deck for the blitz format for Flesh and Blood. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's fantastic. And mm-hmm. your we well, earlier we competitive vanguard with a clan system. It's a little looser than that. Because my warrior yeah. cards, I could play in any warrior deck, and there's two warriors that exist. My rune blade cards, I can play in any rune blade deck, and there's three rune blades that exist. So you, you get a little more flexibility out of it. And there are generic cards that you could play mm-hmm. in any deck, and the generic
2: cards are pretty good. There's some pretty good yeah. generic cards.
1: So when you have a game like that, it's very easy. For Vanguard, for you to just like set down your Vanguard cards and go, Well, you know, I could turn this, uh, I could turn this Bastion deck into flesh and blood cards,
0: and that's what you did. That's exactly (laughs) what we did,
1: yeah. So it's, but it's
0: it's something, something also to keep in mind that it's okay to take breaks in the card game, like that's what we're doing. Like, I'm not playing Vanguard, I'm still kind of keeping up with it, but I'm not selling out my stuff. So when when the new sets come in, then I can chime in and start paying attention again, and that's totally fine. That's I honestly that's probably a healthier way to play uh, a lot of card games. Just kind of like playing it until you essentially get bored of it, and then moving to a different one kind of keeps your um, uh, your appetite, I guess, for that uh, going, uh, which is what I plan on doing now. I used to be like all in on Vanguard, but now that I, I have like I'm really enjoying Pokemon. I'm really enjoying Flesh and Blood and I can, I can spend more of my quote-unquote free time when I'm not thinking or, you know, feeling Vanguard. I can move over to a different, a different game. And then when the new stuff comes over, I can just chime back in and, and upgrade my decks, play it for a couple of weeks until you get bored, and then move on to a different game, which is totally fine.
1: Exactly. And I think this is what I found that I was doing, and I know it's what you do, Cole, or what you did. You yeah. go way too hard on one hobby. Mm-hmm. Way mm-hmm. too hard. You don't yeah. need th- seven standard decks. Nobody needs that. No, there's not even you tournaments need... for this game.
0: You don't even need. Oh, sorry. There's not big tournaments for this game. Let's put it that way. There's small yeah. Ones. Well, I'm talking but when I say no,
1: tournaments, like, I mean like actual tournaments, like cash,
0: like payouts, payout. Yeah, and, cash and instead of. Uh, Case spot a like cased, win a case win a case
1: tournament yeah stuff like that that's uh yeah that's what I mean when I say tournament and that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm going to mean when I say tournament going forward
0: yeah uh, I gotta stop looking at TCG player for flesh and blood <laughs> if you wanted to get a blitz deck uh and your locals doesn't have them for some reason TCG player has them for about eighteen a thing which isn't terrible if you wait a little bit longer more supply will come in. And then the prices will go down a little bit. Yeah. So.
1: Also, if your locals doesn't have Flesh and Blood, tell them to get Flesh and Blood. Like legitimately, mm. they're leaving money on the table.
0: Get it and and make sure that they know how to play and they can demo it, and it will catch on. Yeah. It's just it's so uh, contagious. I'm gonna it's, say it's
1: a high quality game, and I will say this too because we are a competitive based podcast. Flesh and Blood does have a very large competitive community, and they have large tournaments, uh, a la Grand Prix for Magic. So okay. they have these, large, they're called The Calling, and they're very large-scale, big payout. There's a Pro Tour circuit for it. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called. Basically, Flesh and Blood, Magic destroyed their own competitive scene as far as uh, oh, their yeah. whole like GP to Pro Tour bracket with qualifiers and regionals, and they Magic threw that all on the ground and invested into Arena, which is fine. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into that. But Flesh and Blood picked it up and said, well, this is just perfect, so we'll dust this off and we'll implement it.
0: They literally took the same thing, the same company who was uh, helping organize it, right? It was Channel Fireball. Yeah,
1: Channel Fireball. Uh, Channel Fireball, all in on Flesh and Blood. SCG, uh, dipping their toes into Flesh and Blood. It's all over the TCG marketplace. You've got a lot of content mm-hmm. for the game, too.
0: Yeah, so that actually is going to tie into the listener's submitted question, actually. Um, so this is, is by Mew Will. Uh, he says, how do you feel about the prize support that Bush Road offers? Is it good or bad? Is there any other game that does it better? And how would you like prize support to be? So now that we've brought up, cause honestly, I think flesh and blood is probably going to be the new gold standard because magic threw away their competitive, uh, prize support yeah. and not just prize support, but like environment. environment. It's all online now. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think the, what I like about Flesh and Blood—it's called Flesh and Blood because they want you to play it in person. So there's not going to be an online client. So everything is going to be in person for this, for this game. But they also have like, what—it's like a million dollar prize, uh, right now for their uh, prize prize pool. Yeah, prize pools. Yeah, prize pool. Not not, and that means that the 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 winners wouldn't get all of the million. It's like the top what top whatever cut would get a, a section of that million. Uh, a cut of that pie, basically. Uh, but yeah, and like like you said, there's, they have competitive regionals. They've got the callings. There's one in Cincinnati, actually, in a couple uh, next yep, month, I'm actually. i signed
1: up. Hannah's signed up. My, all my buddies are signed up. We're, uh, we're real excited. Cole's not going to be there, which bums me out.
0: I'm going to be in Michigan. You're
1: going to be in Michigan. Say hi to Tim yeah. Allen for me. <laughs>
0: uh. Tool time.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, to get to the question, the actual question. Mew, uh, yeah, so, uh, hold on, what was the question? Why uh, does... Do you,
0: how do you feel about the price support the Bush Road Let's start with that. Price support Bush Road what, offers, is it good or what bad? What prize support? Sometimes they offer a product, like a box, and there's, there are some exclusive, in, in Japan at least, there are exclusive winners promos that there's only one copy in the world that exists and they're they're absolutely broken effects, they're absolutely gorgeous arts. You can't play them, but they're really nice like trophy cards. Um I think those are nice, but they're only they're only for I think VMC, which is a specific Vanguard circuit that does it. Sure. Uh but over here in the states or not even in the states but globally, you get a certificate with your name written on it uh it says you're a winner you get sometimes it's a medal sometimes it's product and beyond that that's that's pretty much it you might get an invitation to worlds uh depending on what um which is in japan uh depending on what uh what year it is basically and what they're doing for support but there's not a lot to it so
1: let me let's start let's let's back it up a little bit you get you can get a not legal uh
2: one of prize card. Yep. Okay. hmm That's stupid.
0: It's it's real stupid. Uh but
1: I'm gonna compare it to uh huh uh flesh and blood. Okay. Okay. Because uh, they also use a prize card system for some things, uh be it like big mm-hmm. side events or or you know placing at a at a calling. You can get a gold bordered foil, alternate border, oh. gold legendary equipment.
2: Oh. Which is
1: very legal in the game. Yeah. And I believe the Arcanite skull cap that was won sold for somewhere in the realm of $2,000. I think it might be more than that. Actually, you—it's uh. Let's just okay. Here we go. Four thousand dollars. (laughs) Four. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's not right. That's a cold foil. The gold. Oh no, I think that is about four thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, you can have a card that's. I mean, I don't know the value if people are selling these one of b c s or b c s uh v g element uh, o p whatever the circuit's called <laughs> cards and how much they go for but they're probably not that much
0: and not that much and no. this
1: card that you're getting is on top of your other prize support that you're winning at <sighs> at these flesh and blood tournaments
0: um i think okay s- so I feel like the price support for vanguard isn't there because i don't think bushrod necessarily thinks of this game as a competitive one bingo or really any of the, really any of their games not to the scale that magic or flesh and blood or even pokemon for instance pokemon started giving out cash prizes for official events uh i think like 5 years ago or something like that is a big deal and that
1: is why flesh and, or flesh and blood jeez that is why vanguard i think is doing so poorly And I think it will continue to do poorly until nobody wants to play this game anymore. Because when you don't have the mindset of creating the game in a competitive headspace for competitive players to play in competitive tournaments, you're going to make mistakes like they keep making. And they're not going to care enough about them to fix them. Look at how long it's taken them to try to fix premium or have any attempt at even talking about premium since Zazan, which we bullied them into doing. Mm-hmm. So when you say, "Yeah, we make this game," it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like Weiss Schwartz, but it's got its own stuff. It, it, it's got its, it. Makes money. Yeah, it, it makes stuff. money, and that's it. That's all it does. It, it doesn't. But by by offering a competitive environment, you're going to draw in more competitive players, which is going to sell more product. Mm-hmm. It's going to make more players play the game which is going to extend your player base because those players that play the game in a good competitive environment are going to tell their buddies to play the game in a good competitive environment. But when you just sit back on your throne of anime boobies and you just keep printing cards like Derek and go, you know, football man, go burr. It's, it's why what is happening is happening. And it's why it's happened in the past. And it's why it's going to continue to happen. And I I if this keeps going on I could very easily see myself not even playing this game in 3 sets.
0: Mhm. Because like as much as as much as we complained about what they did in set 3, set 4 probably is already finished. Yep. It's probably already been designed so you're not going to see any like real changes until set 5, maybe even 6. So you got to you got to keep your expectations um in check but still kind of hopeful. And just got to ride this out. See where the things go. If you don't like what what's coming out, you don't have to play the game at that moment. It's fine. Vanguard, especially in Overdress, if if you don't buy in day one, there's going to be cards left over and the prices are only going to go down in the future. So there's no FOMO with Vanguard. No. Whereas with other games, sometimes if you don't buy in day one, sometimes those cards are going to like skyrocket in price. Vanguard's never really had that. So if you sit out a set or two, and you come back in like set 6 or whatever. And you needed old cards. You should be able to get the old cards. You don't have to worry about that. Um, but I will, I will say though. That Bush Road is a Japan first company. So they will put more emphasis on tournaments and, and circuits and stuff in Japan than they will anywhere else. Even though there is a... Uh, a branch in Singapore, I believe it's in yeah. Singapore, and there's one in LA, there's hardly any actual support for the game outside of Japan. And I think, yeah, I think that's probably the, the biggest detriment to to the game, honestly. Yeah,
1: so you see my issue. You see, like, where we're coming from here. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when... uh. You know, I don't know anybody's name, but when Mr. Bushi, let's say, comes on the TV at 3 a.m. our time and says, we're taking Global Vanguard seriously now.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When you make that sort of announcement, you need to have a plan in place.
0: And I feel like you really need to be transparent with us.
1: But when you say, well, we're taking it. it seriously. And then, hey, then you have set one release two weeks after it releases in Japan awesome.
0: That's great.
1: I believe you. Now I'm ready. We're going to get our cards on time. We're going to have tournaments and we're going to be able to keep up with the Japanese meta. We're going to be able to have our own meta in in America or, or Singapore or wherever. And then they just stop. Just like that. And you can blame shipping. You can say the pandemic had something to do with it, which yes, it absolutely did. Mm-hmm. But they defaulted so quickly back to how it was in V. Yeah, I understand you can't have large-scale, well, now you can't have large-scale in-person tournaments, as long as you require vaccination and everybody wears a mask. Then, mm-hmm. by all means, have your big tournaments. But you can't, you couldn't do that sort of thing a year ago, but now you can. But they're not. So for yep, me and I'm, I'm no, going to go
0: s- There's no plan for it. Yeah, either.
1: they're not saying, you know, when you say we're going to take uh, uh Global Vanguard seriously uh, dot dot dot, you know, I'm left staring at the ellipses for however many months it's been and it's like, well, how? Like what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You already you still have a dumpster translation team. Like I don't like I I wholeheartedly believe the people that translate the cards either don't speak japanese or don't speak english i'm not sure which one it is we've got like half the cards look like they've been typed into google translate it's miserable
2: <laughs> and we continue to
1: see a lack of tournaments and promo support that japan has that we don't have it's just <sighs> it's a joke yep. um mm-hmm. to get back to the to the to the listener submitted question yeah, this surprise support sucks because there's not any. Uh, who does it better? Everybody. Every game does it better. Name another TCG. Yep. They they do it better. Uh, Flesh and Blood, Pokemon, uh, Yu Gi Oh, Magic. Uh, I don't know. What's another card game? Some other card game. I'm sure they do it better.
0: I think I think Digimon has, Digimon, has a competitive scene. Yeah, so.
1: that's. It's uh yeah everybody does it better. What do I want? To make a Vanguard, what do I want from Vanguard tournaments? Is that what it said?
0: Uh, how would you like the prize support to be? I would able to like to there to be
1: some. I, w- I would like there to be tournaments with prize support. Uh, I don't really care so, what it is at this point.
0: Okay, that was my question. Is like, would you want a product or would you want like uh, cash or? Uh, so Pokemon used to do scholarships.
1: Product product is cool for games like Magic and Flesh and Blood. Uh Vanguard there's Yeah, Vanguard product sense. is actual garbage. Um Correct. after you know, up to I'd say about a month after the set comes out, the boxes are worthless. Mm-hmm. Yep. The singles are generally worthless, except for I guess you're guaranteed mm-hmm. an S P in every box now, so that's something. But your S P is gonna be like uh, a Kate's set order from the Gravidia ride line like oh oh yeah, boy yeah. I see people say like have fun SP in this out yeah man those things are going to be like four dollars like those are like it's not good those SPs are going to be cheap Um, yeah it's not uh, Vanguard product to me I'm just going to like whatever shop is hosting the tournament I'm just going to like bring it up to them and be like do you want to buy this box from me like that's what I'm going to do with Vanguard product but Product would be better than nothing.
0: It would be better than nothing.
1: So, you know, if you're going to host, like, a win-a-case tournament for set... Let's say let's say we're going to do, like, a win-a-case tournament for set four, and we do it a week before set four comes out, then I'm game. Yeah. But if you do it the day that set four comes out, I'm not playing. You know, <laughs> like, generally yeah. speaking, it's just not worth it to me yeah so you do a, a prize, you do a gift card to to the to the shop to the on the local level, you support like Bushy Road. Mm-hmm. can absolutely do these sort of things it's It's what I'd like. I would like f- one for there to be tournaments and two for there to be actual mm-hmm. prize support for them.
0: I would like a circuit series personally, but...
1: yeah, circuit well, you keep hold your breath, buddy yeah, a circuit <laughs> series would be great. That would give us a reason to play the game, because right now yeah. the reason to play the game, the only reason we have to play the game is for fun, mm-hmm. which is fine because you should play a game for fun. But when you play a game only for fun, it's very easy to get bored because yeah. there's no <laughs> then goal. You
0: no longer have fun. Yeah,
1: because you can go four o at your, or I'm sorry, three o at your seven man locals,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's great, you get your $15 store credit or whatever it is, and you, you go on your merry way, right? But it's like, uh, and then next week you go, oh, and three because you try a different tech. You know, that's that's fun for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when our local, like, here, like in, in the greater Cincinnati area, where Cole and I live, our local level is not, it's like, it's there's good players. It's the shop closest to us has $10 locals.
0: $10 buy-in. $10
1: buy-in, and... which is a joke. Uh, yeah, it's The it's only rough. decent shop, in my opinion, that supports this game in any capacity is an hour away. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like driving that every weekend. Yep. You know? So, uh, so I don't play then.
0: Yep, unfortunately. You yeah. know? And it sucks, because the, the closest shop to me is the $10 one. Yeah. Um, but they also host other games. Sure. And so I'll play po- I'll play Pokemon yeah. there because I like Pokemon. Absolutely. And it's honestly, it's not, it, their games are best of one. Their tournaments are best of one. And for Pokemon, it's not that bad, not that big of a deal, honestly. Yeah, Flesh and Blood is a um, best of
1: one game and it works very well.
0: Yeah, Vanguard has a best of one. Does, does not, not work. Does not work. So I guess that's another thing that I'd probably want in the tournament thing. I would absolutely love a best-of-three sort of term, yeah. I think. But for Vanguard, because you need a best-of-three in order for it to be as competitive as possible to eliminate uh, a lot of the, the trigger luck, or to, to mitigate it, I should say, um, those games can take super long. Yeah. And if you're going to do that for eight-plus rounds, assuming you know there's enough people to do that, you're going you're gonna to be there for so long that it's just... It'll be longer than a Magic Tournament. And, yeah. Yep. So I it, it, I understand why they do best of 1, but the game needs best of 3, yep. but the game can't handle that. Mhm. All right, I think we've rambled enough. Yeah. Oh my god, we're almost at an hour. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Calling it. Oh, we're closing that's right. Uh thank you Moo, for the for the question yes. that fed in very well to the uh to the conversation Uh, also if
1: you guys liked this show and like this format of when there's kind of a lull in Vanguard where we just kind of pick a topic and riff for 40 minutes uh, let us know if you enjoy that because again it's only it's not even it's only episode 9 so we there's plenty of room to still shake things up
0: (laughs) yeah you guys seem to really like last week's episode too which I greatly greatly appreciate uh, Hopefully you like this one as well, and if you like it enough, you can give us a review on iTunes. Look at that transition! Oh my god, mm-hmm. it's it's it's
1: choppy now that you called it out, but it was good.
0: I uh, <laughs> um I so my goal for this week is to to actually I had to talk to my therapist and I got strategies for actually getting stuff done hey. this week. So the logo and moving it over to its own feed is my goal for this week. So you should by the time. That episode 10 comes out, it'll be on its own feet. Let's go. Will, I'm gonna die on that hill. It's happening this week. Right. So um, that's happening. Uh so uh Zach Boydis and Zach Boydis did the intro and outro music. Uh if anyone knows any uh any good podcast uh music buying uh websites, let me know. Cause I'm looking to upgrade both Drive Check and Perfect guard. So I would greatly appreciate any hints on that. Our website, drivecheck.net, has been updated or is being updated sorry let's say that Alan and I are gonna sit down and we're really gonna uh restructure how it looks and how it works uh but the deck builder uh, we have lyrical is officially up so if anyone wanted to play test that go for it uh set three should be up very shortly and also um the clan collections volume one and two will be up as well uh g c grain is kicking butt and taking names in that he's also restructuring. Uh, saving the uh, PNG to upload into Tabletop Simulator to separate the the ride lines, so that's nice. He's also working on um, uh, on uh, fixing a couple bugs in the system as well, and I will be helping him with that. So the card arts are going to be as clear as possible. The you won't have to accidentally hit the delete button when you just want to close the little window that pops up. Um, working on fixing that. So, a lot of changes are coming to the website. So, stay, stay, uh, look out for that. There we go. Um, if you wanted to give us a couple, a couple dollars on Patreon, it'd be greatly appreciated. It's patreon.com slash drive check, all one word. Uh, that really helps with hosting fees and equipment and stuff. Uh, eventually we'll have enough money to get Andy his own super special, fancy looking mic. Oh my God. Um, I guess he'll hear
1: me like never
2: before.
0: <laughs> no longer headset, Andy. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be mic stand. Give me
1: one that's spit resistant. I spit a lot when I yell.
0: Oh, you can have a double pop filter. Perfect, be great. Perfect. All right. Uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube dot com slash c slash drive check podcast. I don't know why I have to have a sleeve C in there. Anyway, just look for drive check podcast on YouTube. Um, I'm not gonna commit to any videos this week because I have too much on my plate. But I have kind of an idea for one next week, so uh, we'll look out for that one. Hopefully I can get it done, but, you know, who who's to say? Uh, Twitch.tv slash drive underscore check. Um, Andy, when are we going to do the learn to play of Flesh and Blood? Show? Yeah, when do people want it?
1: I mean, like, that's the thing. Um, we're super down. I've seen some people in, what's the thing that we use? Discord? <laughs> show interest? I am really excited to try these new Tales of Aria decks out. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh I think it's gonna be soon. So if you hear this and you are interested in learning flesh and blood, I, I think we're gonna do a stream, or we can either stream and put it up on YouTube, or we can just make a YouTube video.
0: It's I, we'll probably do both, okay. to be honest.
1: Bingo, yeah. So bingo, bingo. It, it'll be soon, tm. I would actually like to do it very soon. Let's see my my crisis protocol league just ended. So, I've got like
0: hallelujah, congratulations, by the way. Thank
1: you, web warriors, Spider Man. Let's go. Um, yeah, six and one, that was sweet. So, I'll have a little more free time before the next one starts. So, it it should be in the next couple weeks, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so if you go ahead and give us a follow, uh, on, 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 uh, oh my god. On Twitch, Twitch? Twitch? <laughs> I, was say, yeah. I was gonna say Patreon. It, I don't that really too. post things on Patreon. That It's okay. Follow, follow us everywhere. Everywhere. It should be. It's all DriveCheck is one word. DriveCheck podcast or Drive underscore Check. Brand consistency is not my strong suit. Um, if you do that, you'll get a notification when we go live, and I in the title I'll say what we're playing. Um, also, shout out to Twitch because Card Five Vanguard is its own streaming category now officially. I don't. I no longer have to use Vanguard Zero hallelujah super cool um yeah it's super nice i feel like uh i feel like we're one of the big dogs now um but uh if you want to give us an email uh you can go ahead and do that at drivecheckpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com um that'll that'll be li- listener submitted stuff if you want it specifically for perfect guard just put in the, the title or the header whatever it's called subject there we go uh that it's for perfect guard and we'll save it for the podcast Uh, If you want to give us a tweet, uh, a Twitter, uh, follow us on Twitter. Also to know when we go live for for streaming and stuff. That drive underscore check. Uh, And I personally Matt Cole underscore McCune. C-O-L-E underscore M-C-C-U-N-E. Andy, where can they find you? It was
1: a long outro. Uh, (laughs) Discord. I had a lot of news. Discord. uh, Nerdbane message code 4526. 4526.
0: I'm done. Bye, everybody. Done. It's over. Bye.